0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana.
1: We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Welcome
0: to Nirvana Sisters, Nirvana Sisters family. I am so excited that we are talking with Amina Taha today, straight from Egypt. And we're so excited to have her on the podcast. She's a friend of mine that I met a few years ago. She's an amazing human being. And I'm so excited to hear everything that she has to tell us about her journey to yoga. So, Amina found yoga at the age of 27 during the start. Of her career as a fashion designer, she was immediately drawn to yoga and how it taught her about her body and herself. Without further ado, I will say hello to Amina. How are you, Amina? Hi,
2: Amy. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you so much for joining us and thanks for your time. I know you're in Egypt and it's like, what time is it there? It's probably like eight hours ahead.
2: Uh, it's 630 right now. Oh, so 630. Six hours. Ahead. Yeah. Six hours.
0: Okay. Amazing. So we always start our show, Amina, with a weekly nirvana, and it's really just a way to talk about what was what brought us joy this week, big or small, just something that brought us a little bit of sunshine. So I'll hand it to Katie to do her weekly nirvana first.
1: All right. Well, thanks, Amy. Hi, Amina. It's so great to finally meet you. We've been talking about this for a long time.
2: <laughs> so excited to be here.
1: So my weekly Nirvana, I think honestly is about to happen Uh, aside from how fabulous this is. As soon as we sign off, I'm going to go have a special day with my mom and my two girls where we're getting ready to move out of the state. So it's been kind of crazy and hectic around here. So we're going to go do many petties and go shopping and just have a fun little girls day. So I'm excited for that. So yeah,
0: Yeah, it'll be fun. fun.
1: What about you, Amy?
0: Well, I'm probably about to have mine too, because my boys, Jackson and Jules, who are 14 and 11, for those who are new listeners, have been at summer camp all all summer for seven weeks. And they didn't have a visiting day this year, obviously, because of the pandemic. So we're going to pick them up in like an hour. So I'm so excited to see them. So that's my future Nirvana. Um, my, My weekly Nirvana, I've had a pretty busy week. I would say one little thing that brought me joy, which is kind of silly slash embarrassing, is that I tried to not drink this week. And for the next like two weeks, I was like, okay, I'm not going to drink anything because I Amina, mean, I've been like on vacation and just having a summer, you know, with the boys gone and drinking and just enjoying And I'm like, this is just too gluttonous. I need to cut it off. So I like haven't drank all weed. I've eaten really clean and I feel so good. So it was just, I don't know. I was just feeling really good this week because I was cutting out all of the, the sugar and all the bad stuff for me. So that's my Nirvana. What about you, Amina?
2: That's amazing. I'm proud of you. Uh, ah, for thanks. me it was it was also kind of related to motherhood. I was in this cute little town called Dahab in Egypt. That's kind of a diving and snorkeling town. And I was walking with my son, and just ahead of us was my sister and her husband. And so we were kind of walking behind me and my three-year-old boy. And he just kissed my hand and said, I love spending time with you, mama. And Aww. it just like melted my heart. I have And I still think keep this moment with me throughout the week because of how special it was.
0: Oh, he's so sweet. What was the, What's so, his name again? Malik.
2: Malik. Malik. That's right. That's
0: such a good name. I remember when when we met, he was like a baby and I watched him grow (laughs) on your Instagram and he's beautiful. And I love all the pictures with you guys together. Um, you know, that trip that I met
2: you was actually the first time I had left him ever. (laughs)
0: Oh wow. That's right. And we had that long conversation about motherhood on the boat. I remember that. So yeah, I, um, Katie, I have just, you know, I've been to some of Amina's classes, in New York and I've talked to her a lot and I really wanted to interview her for the show because I, one thing stuck out to me, Amina, and I think I told you when we were chatting that when I first met Amina, I was like, oh my God, she's so incredible. She's so flexible. She's so beautiful. Yoga just must." Come to her like so easily. And I remember her saying, No, in fact, I just started yoga. I think it was at that point, maybe you had started yoga five years ago and you were like, I couldn't touch my toes when I first started. I was not athletic. I would lay around on the couch and I was like blown away because someone like you seems to me like you would just like have it in your nature. So thank you for coming on the show. And I just wanted to give Katie that little update because I was just so impressed. So we have some quick fire questions and then we'll kind of get into the main interview. But how long have you been practicing yoga?
2: I started November twenty fourteen, so it's about seven years now. I would say, amazing. And what is your favorite pose? My favorite pose changes every week. This week, it's happy baby, just because it feels so good, and I, I like love to happy put baby. mind's breath in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yesterday, we I did a happy baby under the stars in a workshop, so it just felt so amazing, and I still uh, love that pose right now. <laughs> that, that sounds amazing. amazing.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so Amina, tell us about growing up in Egypt and your background, and kind of your journey
2: to yoga. So I actually moved to Egypt in middle school, and I always wanted to study fashion. So yoga was completely out of my, uh, you know, ambitions or or any kind of future plan. And when the revolution happened, I had just graduated. So the Egyptian revolution happened in twenty eleven, and I had just graduated university. I had studied fine arts. And I was uh, dreaming about, you know, living abroad and studying fashion because there was no fashion schools in Egypt. So I moved to Paris, did an intro to fashion course, and then from there did another uh, applied basically to do a, a master's in fashion in New York. And I finished that. And then I was about to start my first job, which was in Abu Dhabi in fashion and i had a month to kill so in that month to kill i was like let me start something new like a new hobby and that's how i walked into my first yoga class and my life just completely changed from there because it became my passion
1: that sounds amazing you uh, first of all your your little your not little but your big growth through passion sounds epic in paris and new york that must have been <laughs> such an unbelievable experience I
2: still love it. Like, yeah, it's it's always going to stay a part of me. But if for some reason, I just felt more connected to the my purpose felt more true to teaching yoga. Nothing brought me more joy than doing that.
1: That's really beautiful. Were you active before? Did you exercise or do anything prior to that?
2: Never. So oh my gosh, that insane. that's insane. That's what I'm saying. I was like, wow. that's incredible. I could not touch my toes. I had never done any, I, I just always also like labeled, labeled myself as a person who just doesn't enjoy sports, who's not active. So I had the most unhealthy kind of foods lifestyle. I just had a really fast metabolism. So I would eat, I would wake up and eat cheesecake. I would just, I was like oh my smoker for a few years. I, I just had this disconnect from my body. And I felt like I was a stranger in my body and never really understood my body. And then that's really what drew me the most to yoga was that at 27 i felt like oh i can start to actually connect to this to this vessel that i use every day you know yeah i definitely wow.
1: understand that i started practicing yoga i want to say like maybe 3 years ago but nowhere near anything like you i'm so curious about your practice like when you first started were you just taking the occasional class and then you realized that you enjoyed it and ramped up? Like, how did that transition happen? Because I mean, I'm lucky if I get like two 30-minute sessions in a week, which is so lame. But, But how did that happen for you?
2: So I actually had that month to kill until my office was ready. So I was practicing very consistently the first month that I started. I was going to yoga classes, I would say like about three times a week. And I just had the, you know, kind of the luxury of going, um, whenever I wanted in the day. And then when I started my nine to five job, that's when I really felt the shift after doing it for a month, as much as I wanted, then having that, like I'm sitting on a desk nine to five, uh, you know, then I started to have to prioritize it into my day. So I'd wake up really early practice at home, or I would finish my, uh, my work, my meetings and I would go to like a yoga class in the evening. And I didn't have you know, an abundance of yoga studios around me. So I actually had to also rely on myself in that process of just reading up about things, you know, reading about, uh, reading up about the body or anatomy or like whatever I was inspired to achieve. For example, uh, I was like, oh, I would love to do a headstand. It would be so cool if I could do a headstand. And then I would watch these tutorials and kind of teach myself step-by-step how to, how to do that. So I was already kind of on the path of becoming a yoga teacher because I was teaching myself and everybody around me because I was so excited um, about these things that I was learning. So I definitely prioritized it. And I would say I had a daily practice for the most part ever since I started, like wow, minimum maybe like five, you know, yeah, like three to five times a week. But once I had that, uh, that nine to five job, I was doing it almost every day.
1: Wow. And for the listener, Amina can do yoga positions that, I mean, just are completely uncommon and very rare. I mean, you can bend your body into things I've never seen before. It's really amazing. The other day I saw on Insta, you had, you were like halfway upside down and you had your arm completely wrapped around your leg and your leg was over your shoulder. and like (laughs) It was insane. So it's really, it's really impressive. It's so cool.
0: And and being that you weren't able to touch your toes before you started, like, how does that happen? I mean, how, how can you go from one to the other? Is it just, just the practice and the repetition and your body just gets the mental memory and gets used to it? I mean, it's really remarkable.
2: Honestly, I think I, I believe truly that if you are in control of your breath, and if you are, you know, using your breath as a tool to keep your nervous system calm, and you're not forcing anything, you're actually just being curious and just breathing and, and also prioritizing stability over everything in your flexibility practice, you can do anything. That's what I always tell my students. Like, if I can do this, you can do it. I had the most rounded upper spine. When I started, I was always sitting down and hunching over on a table in like fashion school. My shoulders were tight. My hips were tight. Like, so all of these things I feel like are just about Convincing your, your, you know, the the breaks on your body are done by your nervous system. So if you are breathing slowly, using a lot of ease and a lot of like uh, just gentle techniques with your body, you will be able to release any kind of tension that you've accumulated. And I always like to think of it as we're all born flexible. This whatever tension we have or holding on to, it's just accumulation of years of postural habits or you know it's it's not something that's outside of us. We are all flexible. We just have to uncover those layers of of what doesn't need to be there.
0: You know, yeah. that is I've never thought about that before. And that is so true. Cause if you think about babies, you're right. You are literally born yeah. <laughs> flexible and then the world takes over and you become not flexible. So I love yeah. that. And I think with the breath, I mean I practice breath work as much as I can and I think practicing the breath work is probably just as you probably have to do that just as rigorously as you practice the poses because they both require work and repetition.
1: I would imagine. What yes. is that? What's the breath? Of, uh, I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, like Uwaji or something that you do in yoga specifically. What is it called?
2: It's the Ujjayi. Yeah. Ujjayi. And, 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 it, and it's that, that, the reason this breath is so powerful is because it also it's meditative because it has a sound. So you're just focusing on the sound of your breathing. And when you're focusing on the sound of your breathing, any thoughts about your body kind of start to, you know, you have a little bit of space because, you know, I've had these moments where I've gone into a pose and thought, oh, I'm so stiff. Oh, today is just not my day. My hips are tight. You know, our our minds are always narrating and chattering and telling us judgments about us or about the world around us. So in your practice with your breath, you're actually able to just be like, Hey, wait a minute. I'm just going to tune into my breath and just allow whatever is to be. And I'm not going to try to make these constant assessments and judgments.
1: What is the trick that makes you make that sound? I can't remember. How do you, how do you describe that?
2: You basically like constrict the airflow. So you squeeze the muscles at the back of your throat. And when you do that, it makes that sound like an ocean, oceanic kind of sound. And it's so fascinating because I always thought of it as a, as a meditative breath, but I recently have been reading a lot about how uh, this breath is tied to your deep core muscles and your pelvic floor. So it's actually when you actually activate that, uh, that throat breath activation you're actually contracting your entire midline all the way down to the base of your pelvis your pelvic floor so it even allows you to use your core without even being consciously squeezing your core you're actually contracting your core just with that breath wow so it's it's amazing wow yeah. that is that
0: is incredible so amina you've been teaching for a really long time and then obviously you know, growing and getting super popular. And for anyone who hasn't taken a class with Amina, I highly recommend that you do. I did, I think the last time I saw you, Amina, we met in Brooklyn and I did that class and I felt so incredible afterwards. And I remember doing, um, what's it called? Like a backward bent, a wheelbarrow. Oh, Is I remember I did? the
2: wheel. Yes. And I
0: hadn't done that in probably 10 years. And in your class, I was able to do it because I felt so relaxed and at ease with you that I felt, Comfo- I don't know. There was something that came over me that I was like, I'm going to try this again and I feel safe. So just for anyone that um, is listening, please go take one of her classes. And now she's, I was going to ask you about your transition to zoom. Cause I knew you were teaching in person, then obviously everything hit. So how did that work the transition and tell us about that a little bit.
2: So I actually felt a sense of panic when COVID happened because my in-studio classes were canceled, put on hold for, you know, indefinitely. So I was kind of <laughs> I was upset because this is the main thing that I just love doing, you know. And and so, I remember feeling like, okay, I could sit here and panic, or I have to just adapt. So I right away started teaching. I think Instagram Lives, and then yes, I, I remember it. that. And it was it was really nice, but I also felt like I would love to actually see my students as well. I would love to like see them, you know, and just see what they're doing and give them live feedback. So I started teaching on Zoom. At first, it was very manual. I would collect people's emails and send them the link, and it was. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it, it slowly grew luckily. And then it got to a point where I I just needed the platform to be able to manage all of this. It was crazy. So I found the platform and then I started kind of uh, growing it into like packages and subscriptions. And so now it's just super fun that I could just focus on creating workshops or immersion trainings or, you know, classes and, and people get to, to join and everything's automated. So it's, it's been great. So, people, how to is it on your
0: Instagram? Like, if someone wants just to sign up for your Zoom class, they can just click a link, and then you send them the link, and it's all kind of easy. So,
2: yeah, so I have like a weekly schedule that they find on on my in my Instagram bio, and then through that, there's a schedule of all the workshops, all the live classes, and then some people are practicing, you know, from Australia, so the the time zone isn't like suitable for them. So what they'll do is they'll sign up still but they'll get a recording to to practice the class right after whenever they're ready oh cool
1: yeah that's great do do you practice or rather teach various types of yoga or just vinyasa what what do you what's what are you doing there
2: right now i'm kind of doing this like kind of my own thing so it's a blend of yoga and pilates i would say and so it's it's like a bit of sometimes i'll teach just kind of a more traditional vinyasa flow sometimes i'll teach hatha but right now what what my body's loving is a blend of yoga and pilates so that's kind of what i've been teaching and playing around with and it's 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 been really nice because i've been balancing a lot of strength with uh with flexibility with you know graceful yoga transitions So it's hard to describe, but I would say it's a, it's a mix of dynamic flexibility, breath work, and a lot of uh, stability work as well. And how long are your classes typically on zoom? So on zoom, I do usually, uh, 75 minutes. If sometimes workshops could be up to like 90 to two hours, Mm -hmm. um, 90 minutes, but I am also doing some classes that people can stream. And so those I'm going to have them range from like five minutes to 60 plus minutes as well. I need to take one of your classes, stat. (laughs) I would love for you to come. (laughs) That would be amazing.
1: So tell us about your uh, being an aloe ambassador. I assume they're probably one of your favorite brands to rock, but uh, how did that all come about?
2: Yeah, I actually used to buy all my aloe outfits myself. And I, you know, this was always like a dream. And I would I would get these brand deals and I would wear this stuff. And then I would always feel like aloe is just superior, you know. And I still have these moments now that are like when they release a new collection and and I get sent a new collection. I have these pinch me moments of like, wow, this is such an incredible opportunity. I love the clothing. Uh, being a former, you know, fashion student, I truly yeah. just appreciate how they keep you know they get you excited to wear to wear their stuff and as a brand I just really align with them so it's been it's it's still like I still sometimes find it so surreal that that this happened it was like a dream come true but yeah I, I actually moved to New York when they were opening up a studio their first New York studio so so I feel like the studio was growing as I was also teaching there uh so so it it feels very personal to me that space and the brand itself so yeah
1: that's congratulations I mean that's really (laughs) that's huge It's really exciting at the actually their um their yoga app was how I learned how to do yoga I mean of course I've taken classes before but I've never practiced at home so that's I used their app and their their teachers to learn how and it's really it's a it's a great app it has um it offers so much right
2: Yes. It's amazing. Honestly, them as a brand with everything, they just really support their yogis in every sense. Um, and it's incredible to work with them and just to be working with yoga teachers that I I was learning from online when I started my journey, you know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So speaking about starting your journey, we, you know, I'm sure we have listeners that are across the spectrum from people that do yoga all the time or people who haven't tried it and want to try. So what would you, what would your advice be to someone who wants to start?
2: So I would say just let go of any expectations of what your practice should look like and just know that starting anything as a beginner is going to be very humbling and very challenging. And I think it's just reminding yourself that it's not about being, you know, quote unquote, good at at anything. It's just about going and having this experience with yourself, getting to know yourself a little bit better, getting to know your body and just working with it very gently, forcing nothing and just allowing that journey to unfold naturally. And I think that is just, you know, the most important thing.
1: Yeah. That's really good advice.
2: It is. I, I, I heard, s-
1: I heard you. somebody once say about yoga that like, it's, it's not a pose, it's a feeling. And I just yes. always try to remember that oh, when that. I'm going through it. Yeah. Cause it, it is helpful. Cause you think like, do I, am, am I doing this pose? Right. Does it look cool? Am I like, if I was in a class right now, would I look like someone that knows how to do yoga? Yes. <laughs> you have to remind yourself, like, it's not yeah. what it's about. It's about how it feels. And also
2: like Instagram has also kind of set this, you know, crazy standard for yoga. Like I, I, take accountability for that, that we <laughs> all post our best shapes. And, and, you know, you rarely really see a person's millions of falls and struggles and how they actually learned to get to where they are. And that, that process is really important. And that process is the beginner, beginner phase. And you're always a beginner. You're never going to, you know, in yoga, there's no such thing as ever mastering anything. You're always going to be to continuous, lifelong work in, in progress. So I think just remembering that and trying to keep it very consistent, just making it a habit, even when it's the last thing you want to do, just get on your mat for five to 10 minutes. You can even just put on a song and breathe and move intuitively. And, and just, just in that you're connecting to your body and your breath and that in itself is so, it's so life-changing. Yeah. That's
0: t- a really good point. Yeah. Amina. speaking of the process of yoga, I've seen, you'll share on your Instagram, a lot of your your community and and them sort of learning different poses and showing their successes and challenges along the way. So I love that you do that because it's very relatable to see, you know, the people that are taking your classes and the things that they're learning and they're not, you know, perfect either. So that's great to hear. And also speaking of your Instagram, we love all the beautiful photography on your Instagram. It's just gorgeous and of course I love the ones with your family. Who does your photography? Do you do it yourself or do you have someone? How does that work? Cause you just have so, such gorgeous photography.
2: So it's actually my partner, my husband, who started taking photos of me with a phone when I was first, like still learning yoga. And I, I would be like, can you take this photo? And I would like fall out and he'd be like, learn it first before you want me to take a photo of it. And he would actually like, he didn't take it seriously at all, you know, but then when he would take a photo, he had such a good eye that I would post that photo. And I had like 300 followers and it would go viral. So I told him, I was like, there's something special about how you take photos. And so can we just get a camera and just try this out? And he was like, okay, you know, not very excited. And then it just grew because he, like, I know that he has a very special eye in the way he captures anything. And so he's the main person that takes all of my photos. And he actually was the one that started filming my first online series and he has no experience with this. He just knows how to, like, create something out of nothing and just make it amazing. He's just so talented like that. So now we actually are releasing an app. And he's also, you know, my main videographer, my main everything. He he, And he has another job, but he does this just... Oh my gosh.
0: I had no idea. That is amazing. It's a family affair. I love
1: it. (laughs) it I mean, he has his gorgeous muse to (laughs) to propel this forward. That's really cool. I know the photography is absolutely stunning. I mean, even the picture I'm looking at right now on our zoom meeting is insane. so beautiful. Thank you. So so you you just said you've got this app coming.
2: Tell us. Yeah. Tell us about
0: the app and your website. I saw it said coming soon.
2: So this app, I wanted to create a platform that, you know, offers like kind of accessible movement classes from people for people all around the world, ranging from like five minutes to 60 plus minutes and for all levels. So whether you're completely new to yoga, you have a class that you can, you know, a series that you can do every single day that you grow with. And even if you're more experienced as a practitioner, you can also dive deeper into poses, take your time to learn, uh, you know, different types of movements. So it's going to be a blend of yoga, Pilates and bar and some meditation classes as well. Uh, and it's, I just wanted to kind of have it as an extension of my teaching to just, you know, be easy on people's phones or on their laptops and they can just have really good quality classes to use. That's genius. It'll do really well. When is it going
0: to launch? Congratulations.
2: I think it's launching in September now. So it's it's very soon. I've been filming a lot of uh, different things for it here. So I've been traveling around the country and just ta- kind of sharing my home with uh, with my app so that my students from everywhere can can get to experience it with me, too. So I'm so excited. That's okay. Amazing. Well, you'll have
0: to let us know when it launches so we can tell our listeners. Well, maybe by the time that this airs, it might
1: be launched.
2: It so might be launched. Super so yeah, exciting. So check it out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. I can't, I can't wait. That's awesome.
1: Well, the app sounds incredible and I'm, I'm super excited for it. And I'm so happy for you. It's, it's huge. It's We will know, definitely congrats. be subscribers for sure. Hey, so let's nice. take it into our wrap session. Amina, we have a couple of fun questions to ask you because you are without a doubt, the uh, picture of health and wellness and beauty. So what is your favorite wellness or beauty hack?
2: So my favorite wellness or beauty hack is good, a good skincare routine, something new that I've started doing. And I just, I just love it. And now it's like my daily thing. And I've noticed such a big difference because it's also kind of a a, a mindfulness practice, you know, just taking that time, especially if you're a mom or you're running a business and running around. So I just really enjoy my daily, very simple skincare routine.
1: And what is, is that
2: routine? So I wake up, I wash my face and I put vitamin C and <laughs> my dermatologist is the one that recommended all this. And then I put my sunscreen and then at night I wash my face with a, like a double cleanse. And then I put my retinol and moisturizer and then go to sleep. <laughs> so this is very simple. but Good routine. My, yeah. yeah, It's my daily, daily practice. For that skincare. sounds amazing. You'll have to, you'll have to give us the
1: brands you ease and we'll, we'll put them in the show notes.
2: Yeah. yeah I,
1: I, I find too, like sometimes
0: now that I'm into a skincare routine as well, that it's very like therapeutic in a way. It's like relaxing to do that at night and have that ritual.
2: Yeah, it really is. And then I actually noticed it's, it's like, it gives you these results after a while. Like it's not a quick fix, but it's like now I'm really seeing the difference because I've kept up with it. So I always like believe that consistency is the most important thing. Consistency over like intensity, you know, and, and it's been great.
1: Yeah, so, sure. For sure. Love it. Okay. So the next one's kind of fun. We call it our five minute flow. You just got out of the shower and dried off and Uber pings you there five minutes away. What are you going to do to get out the door and get in that Uber on time? Like your holy grails. What, what do you do to, to get it together and out there?
2: So uh, I would get get out of the shower, uh, put honey oil on my hair. It's something I really like to do. And then Ooh. sunscreen and eyeliner and that's it. <laughs> I don't know what else. Nice. What's this honey oil? That sounds... Intriguing. It's, I think it's a brand called Jizu, and it's really nice if you have curly hair. It's, and I've kind of been leaving my hair curly, so I I put it on the ends, and it just gives your hair, it just stops like your hair from being um frizzy, especially with like New York City humidity where I live most of the time. It's like uh very humid in the summer, so it's uh it's yeah, it's called Jizu. It's great. Nice.
0: Oh, that's also nice. I haven't heard of that before. Okay, and Amina, this probably goes without saying, but how do you maintain your daily nirvana?
2: It's either the daily movement or a five minute meditation every day where I just sit down, just focus on my breath and put a, I actually put a timer for five minutes and I sit and just see the thoughts that come up and I just shift back my attention to my breath. And it, it's such a simple, small thing, but it makes the biggest difference in my day.
0: It's a good reminder to us all. (laughs) Yeah. for sure.
2: And it's pretty easy. You know, it's just something that you Kind of just keep up with and just do, and like my husband says, it's annoying because it's something that you really feel the difference when you don't do it. You know,
1: <laughs> it's true. Well, I was going to ask you. You know, when I started yoga, it, it was before I started meditating, and I noticed how present it made me. And don't you feel like yoga is such a meditative practice that it can almost work it can do the same thing for a lot of people. I I find yogis are always super present and engaging and calm, which is such a lovely byproduct.
2: Yeah, it really is. I, I always love one of my friends says there's a you before yoga and a you after yoga. And those two people are not the same. And it's so true. You know, you can walk into a yoga class with so much just, you know, chaos and chatter and a lot of, you know, ideas about your day or about yourself. And you just leave that class, just feeling a little bit lighter. And that's, so valuable. All right.
1: Well, should we wrap with our product review? And then I, I think Amina, you have a mantra for us, right? Yes. Okay, great. All right. So let me kick in this product review really fast. Yeah. I'm excited to hear
2: this.
0: Katie's been like bringing all these product reviews, surprising me, and I don't know what they are. So I'm like very <laughs> excited to hear what you
1: have. Well, speaking of vitamin C cream, Amina, it's part of your uh, repertoire now, uh, it's part of mine as well. We ha- recently interviewed a dermatologist, Dr. Nazarian. She'll be, um, well, her episode will be out shortly. And she was talking about vi- vitamin C cream because I've always had kind of uneven skin and I felt like it's been really dull lately. So I got this product. It's Sunday Riley's fabulous. We've talked about Sunday Riley before and it's their CEO 15% vitamin C brightening serum. Nice. I have used it for a month now. And within probably like a week or two weeks, I noticed a difference instantly. Like my skin tone has always been a little uneven and it's now evened out to the point where I don't feel like I need to put makeup on anymore. Oh my gosh. Your skin looks amazing. Well, thank you. And it's also brighter. Like, I don't know how to describe the difference between my skin not. Being bright. And when it is bright, it's just something I notice and I see. Like right. before it just felt like dull, maybe sometimes like ashy and pale. And now there's a brightness to it. So mm-hmm. you can get this at sundayrile.com or Sephora. Obviously, I'm sure many other places. It's $85 for 1.7 fluid ounce. And the ingredients that matter, the key ingredients is obviously the vitamin C. It has phytosterols complex. And they are, they help reduce the, the look of redness, which is partly like why I would be blotchy all the time. and never felt like it was my skin tone mm-hmm. was even, it was like redness around my nose and stuff. And then saccharide, esomerate extract, glycolic acid, all the good stuff. And, and then of course it's uh, without all the bad stuff that we don't like the parabens, sulfates and everything.
0: So Katie, do you put that on in the morning? Like, is that the first thing you put on your skin yeah. or do you do like a serum first?
1: So this is the very first thing I put on. I, I used two pumps. I was doing it day and night and I kind of ripped through it quickly. And now I'm looking at their website and it says, really, like, if you just use it in the morning, it works just as well. So I literally ran out yesterday and (laughs) I had a little panic attack, (laughs) but yeah, I've been doing that. And then my serum and then, yeah. And then my, my lotion and my eye cream, but I love it. And it also happens to be, it was, rated by like L in 2020 as like the number one product for the year. Oh, so wow. it's, it's legit. It's really good stuff. Yeah. I like that brand a
0: lot. I, um, I have a, I have the SkinCeuticals vitamin C, but it's like vitamin C with yeah the E with ferulic acid, which I really like too. But when that runs out, I'm going to try this for sure.
1: Yeah. You'll love it. And I, I mean, it worked right away. It really did. It, it, it's really good stuff.
0: That's great. Well, good product review. Thanks for that. And Thanks. we're going to close out the show with Amina giving us a mantra, which I'm excited to hear.
2: It's been my mantra for the past year since the pandemic hit. And it, I actually, uh, a, another yoga teacher that I was teaching at a festival said it in his class and it stuck with me and it's, I breathe in, I love my body. I breathe out. I'm home in my body.
1: Mm. Oh. Oh, I love that. So, I was just like taking that yeah, in. That's I, I was beautiful. too. I know. I was just thinking that I'm going to be using that when I meditate later. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. That's
0: beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Amina. This has been great. I definitely would love to have you back. I feel like there's so many more yoga and questions about you. I want to hear. I want to hear all about your Egypt experience this summer and all the cool stuff you're working on. But I know we're running out of time today. But thank you so much for your time for dialing in from Egypt for sending us all your positive energy and vibes and just your, your beautiful soul. I think you're such a great person. And I just hope I can see you sometime soon. Maybe when you're back in New York.
2: Yes. I hope you come into a class or even just take an online class. I know. Katie and I will definitely have to join in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And Katie too.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun to chat with you and I hope we chat again soon. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks Amina.